I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Welcome back, folks. You're live with us. Another edition of the MMA Analysis coming at you. Had a card last week, as we always do. Have a card this week, as we always do. Uh, The only time where there isn't a UFC card is when we're all going to be in Vegas. It's the only time. What are the chances? They got to leave that open for the hog. It's got to be a hog, (laughs) open hog weekend. You can you can talk shit all they want. You, you they're not counter programming. No, no, they know better. They know yep. better than that. I, I do. I do kind of laugh at the that. people like Lance is like, oh, it ain't gonna sell none. I'm like, dude, that's gonna sell like crazy, bro. That's gonna be it's, pretty uh, good. Heavyweight title fight, but also a freak show at the same time. So it'll do some Tec- technically, tec- technically not. For a title, whatever. Who cares? Belts are made up. They don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Even it's for in, the lineal uh, heavyweight championship. Yeah, whatever that means. It, yeah. It's for the UFC heavyweight championship. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, that's the one. And then have Fury come over and fight Jones after yeah. he wins. So fun. Like Jake's gonna yeah, that fight. Goes. Nate in a cage too, you know. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Wesley, you're back. How you doing, nope. man? We're in there, man. We're uh, we're hanging tough. We're slowing down. Everything's slowing down. So, new computer on the way. It's cool. <laughs> this is that's a fucking running <laughs> joke. It's, it's we were talking before the podcast. It's been almost a year. <laughs> it has. It has. At least but, you you escaped from the opium den this week no no purple haze going on in the it's, it's been a while i yeah. think the, the camera's been they got updated drivers well, or something because no nah, well in the, the I'm, purple haze. I'm in a like uh so the room i've you know use usually for chilling and shit but since i got my gaming room and all that shit about done i reset up the wife's kind of workout room here and i'm shifted all the way over in a corner so Different, different angle lighting, of light, I guess, yeah. and it doesn't go purple anymore. So, no purple well, haze yet. Yet, yeah, don't know yet. for sure. Nope. Sean, you're back as always. Uh, how did we do last week? Man, I know you did well. One of us had to do well, and it damn sure isn't going to be me. Um, <laughs> that's why so I haven't made any bets yet this week. I'm waiting to see what what you got. I on mean, it's smart. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Uh, another, another, you know, three so units down the toilet. Um, I will, we'll run through last week's card, and and I'll, uh, I'll tell you who I mushed, and there was some skill in it. There was some skill on the mush last week. I mean, I was gonna have like a winning night finally until the main event happened. So that's my year going. Just I was smart and played the over, over two and a half, chalky ass parlay. Smart. That's. That's fair. Mm-hmm. 
I had that in uh, a couple things, but we'll get through that, and then we'll get on to this week's card. UFC Vegas 79. It's a lot of Vegas's. Um, pretty awesome main event. Pretty solid co-main event. And then it's an Apex card after that. So I better mean, than some Apex cards. It's it's that's true. There's, there's we've some, been, we've been fed some trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some fights that should be entertaining at the very least. Hey, last time Marina Rodriguez and Michelle Watterson fought, it was a main event. So the Hallelujah. fact that they are this card, <laughs> that is a step in the right direction for sure. Yeah. But first, we have to talk about the Noche. Um, yeah, it was, it was a thing that happened. Um, I watched some of it. I didn't watch all of it. But I watched a, a decent amount, I would say. So I'll have some some sentences to contribute. But as per usual, we're going to fly through the prelims and chat a little bit about the main card. Kicking it off in the women's strawweight division, we've got Josephine No Nutson taking on Marnik Mann. Unanimous decision. No Nutson can't finish anything. No. Uh, at least she's going to have a long MMA career because, you know, she's not going to get pregnant and, you know, have to stop fighting to have a kid or anything because. No nuts. No nuts. No nuts. No nuts in November is coming up shortly, folks. Hold on to your dicks, all right? Uh, lightweight division, Charlie Campbell, first round KO over Alex Reyes, uh, the guy who retired like six years ago and then came back for one more spanking. Women's flyweight division, Tracy Cortez, unanimous decision over Jasmine Jezidavicious. Uh, all of the Canadians couldn't win at the Noche, so... Jasmine was the sacrificial lamb. Uh, Edgar Cherez taking on Daniel Lacerda ends in a no contest. <laughs> I think it's kind of the right call, but I think if the ref held off for like two more seconds, Lacerda's probably out. Uh, so Cherez kind of got screwed in this one, I would say. The old copy love. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the old copy love, uh, TKO, or sorry, K, yeah, TKO. Why am I saying KO? Uh, liver shot against Josh Fremd. Um, yeah, the Fremd gets finished in, in spectacular ways. I enjoy it. It's, uh, it's good fun. Uh, and the final prelim, first Canadian success story of the night, Lupi Godinez. Rear naked choke in round two over Elise Reed. What a matchup that was. <laughs> Sean, thoughts on the prelims? Yeah, don't don't care about the first fight. Turns out if you don't fight for six years, you can still take a punch pretty well because Perez got hit with every, damn near every shot that, uh, that Campbell threw. And somehow he made it 3 minutes and 38 seconds because he was getting teed off on the whole damn time. Um, yeah, Cortez, whatever. Uh, somehow I didn't lose that bet. I pushed on a, on a Lacerda sub. So 
that's pretty much winning in my book at this point. Nice. Um, Kopilov is fucking a fun dude as long as you're not betting against him. <laughs> because when you just watch him, he's a very fun fighter. And he fucks people up. So it's fun. Middleweight's pretty meh. So uh, I know I will always have that that submission uh, in the back of my mind. But I'm glad I didn't lose uh, money on him here because he's fun. And I, I don't care about Lupita. Kopilov, definitely not the same guy that got subbed by... Uh, Carl Roberson back in the day. Yeah, there's no possible way that this is the same dude. Dude's fun to watch. That guy's a good striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Body double for sure. He's the John Fetterman of MMA, as they say. <laughs> Wes, thoughts on the Bruins? That's one of the best things going right now is the Fetterman body double shit. Uh yeah, uh, no nut. I mean, she couldn't. She, she couldn't finish. If I was if I was jerking those nuts off, she's just boring as shit. Um, yeah, I, I had a small bit on round start or fight starts round two, uh, and Reyes is literally like one of the worst fighters that's ever stepped into the cage. Like his no his chin fought for you, but yeah, uh, the, the Reyes skills were <laughs> were letting you down. He's just bad, man. He's like so one of those bad. dudes that I don't. I guess they just they signed him because he's. Mexican-American, I guess, and they just need Dominic Reyes' brother. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? Is he Dominic Reyes' brother? They said on the, on oh, the Jesus. Uh, commentary. Uh, I mean, he's <laughs> got a better got a better chin than his brother. That's for That's fucking for sure. sure. Uh, I, I bet a little bit on Cortez. I feel a little little fortunate to get that decision because I thought that could have won a number of ways. Um, in the moment, I was calling our that ref just an absolute fucking moron and shit you know if you watch that replay a couple times man look great doesn't look great it's like really hard for a ref to see that kind of action and not think that dude's completely out i do understand that his arm goes completely limp you gotta you gotta check on a guy Multiple but, times. If he just gets it, choked a little bit longer, he gets choked a little bit longer. Like, fuck, what are we doing here? It is, it is not on the fighter to prove that he's awake. It's on the ref to, to, to make know. sure he's not out. Yeah. It's not the other yeah. way around. So I get that the optics looked really, really bad when his arm went straight down. That doesn't matter. Like, he needs to grab the, like Sean said, grab the arm and raise it up a couple more times. If he's out one second long, I think there was a, a choke on Tuesday night to where the dude had it in a little bit longer than probably most people would let him. The ref, I think it was Herzog, literally like let that dude check his arm a couple times and he was limp and he stopped it. That's fine, man. You know, you just don't let a dude get choked 10 seconds after he's choked out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, even it, that's not going to do as much damage as like five or six late shots when a guy's late, already yeah, when you're knocked out, zone. when you're already knocked yeah. out, and then you catch a couple extra. <laughs> that usually happens every single time a dude gets knocked out clean. He's usually always taking a couple extra punches. Uh, so I, I mean, that's on the ref. That 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 was that's pretty bad. And it, I think that was a couple at, at least at least uh, Tyone after the fight was like, I fucked up, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. Up. You never see a ref go and admit that, Hey, I completely fucked up, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. And, and he did at least, uh, yeah. Copyloft is, is fun. That dude might, might be good. 
185 isn't the greatest you know, down from the top four or five guys. That dude's probably a top 10 middleweight right now. I don't give a shit about Loopy. Yeah. Guy, quit blowing Loopy. Nobody gives a fuck about Loopy. <laughs> LR, I got to grow it out. So when uh, when we're in Vegas, uh, people think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> so you got to work. Got to work for it. Uh, and yes, we're. Uh, I'm trying to do my part uh, to to avoid war with uh, with India. India. Uh, I I had some Indian food. Got a a belly full of Joe Rogan Josh right now. Uh, delicious, one of the top Indian dishes, if you ask me. Um, also, speaking of Joe Rogan, Lance apparently thinks he's Joe Rogan. Uh, so I assume he's out somewhere doing another podcast, just interviewing the dumbest chuds you ever heard in your life. So that's what, what Lance is up to, uh, never coming back, says he's coming back for pay-per-views, but we know that's a lie. Man, he's, he's so out of it. I, I had to remind him that, uh, Dubronx is on pay-per-view and it's not, uh, it's not <laughs> happening in the U S so he, he's. It's going to be really pulling teeth to get him on a uh, Do Bronx card, which is he, he just mi- sad to see. Didn't he already miss a, uh, a, he did. a Do Bronx yeah, card? And he, he missed, missed a Bronx. He also missed card. Like, the week after Do Bronx won the title back and shit like that. Like, Bear Jew's yeah. been like sad. fucking smoking dudes and he ain't, ain't here anymore. Like, no, it's really sad. <laughs> Terrible. Don't have kids, folks. Terrible. Uh, anyway, main card time. <laughs> <laughs> featherweight division that's exactly what sean wants to hear uh, yep. featherweight division kyle nelson unanimous decision over Boom. fernando padilla Boom. never in doubt Boom. plus 215 decision plus 550 what are we doing here uh daniel zellhuber submission round two over iago um it's like the the scene in Aladdin where the bird he's just like yamming her way and Jafar reaches out and just chokes him to death. Um, I'm pretty sure that happened in Aladdin. Uh, and Jay Leno's son, uh, Raul Rosas. Uh, when you translate it from from Mexican to English, uh, it's Jay Leno Jr. Uh, On the spectrum. <laughs> He's uh, he's something, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, KO, TKO uh, punches from Mount over the old Terror Bear, Terrence Mitchell. Fifty-four seconds. A lot of a lot of people uh, probably lost a little bit of money on that round one sub in that spot, or you can be dumb like us uh, and lose money on the over one and a half. Paid but uh, and a half. either and, way, and Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> All I didn't go that far. Well, you're small. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, thoughts on those three? You you backed the Canadian this time and, and he came through for you. Uh, I didn't I didn't think he had it in him. I guess I think this is like he's obviously got a little bit better. Uh they were yakking about his cardio is a lot better. It probably is. I also think he's fighting a little bit lesser competition. <laughs> who don't wear them out as, as much. Um, I think this is just kind of a hype job a bit too much on Padilla. Padilla gets hit, man. 
Uh, he's there to be hit. Guy's got some offense, but uh, that defense is is not great. Um, I think it's the same sort of thing with Zell Huber. Like, Zell Huber, he, he gets hit a lot. We're going to get uh, him. But at, We're gonna at lower him. levels, those guys aren't flatlining him. And he's got decent offense, uh, as we saw. Uh, but damn, I had Yagos, and he was cracking them early, and and even even in the second before it kind of it all went down the tubes, he was still landing some really hard shots. But I get, I think you could see the tide was turning. Yagos has has never been a a three round champion, that's for sure. Um, yeah, lost lost just all kinds of sprinkles on on time. I don't know. Mitchell, I was interested to see what he could do in grappling. So, of course, he just comes out and fucking just bangs, bro. So, uh, exactly what I wanted from him. I don't think he was going to win the, the grappling anyway, but it made a, might have taken a little bit more time. Um, yeah, keep, keep hyping up this dude. He's he's not good. They better fucking slow roll him. They better give him chumps like this where he is a minus 600 favorite because as soon as it's anybody with a decent amount of skill. I think he gets uh, beat again. Yeah, Wesley. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I'm no Canadian as well. Uh, I think around plus two twenty or something. Um, yeah, Padilla was just, just a lot of hype, man. A whole lot of hype. I, I don't. And then like that body type too, because we see it with like we're seeing it with Zell Hoover. We see it with who's the dude uh, Bahamundas and stuff like these. These tall dudes, they can strike a little bit, but get fucking plastered to the face constantly. People just like them for some reason. Um, but yeah, that was that was a nice hit. Um, man, I was feeling good about Tiago. I mean, I, I thought I was figuring and, and settling in for like a puckered third, like yeah, the hold on. Got and a I chance. thought we were gonna, I thought we were gonna get there. I'm looking good. Was gonna be up two easy rounds. And man, that that was pretty sick though. Like I, I gotta give it to to Zoe. Red was sick. Uh, I, I'd, I'd bet he's talented Tiago. when he throws. Yeah, but he gets cracked, man. Like a lot. Like these dudes can't. I don't. You just can't. You can't have that length and shit too. And and like let a guy like Tiago's inside on you so much, just getting cracked wide open to big shots. Yeah, like uh, Tiago's was obviously at a, a big reach advantage, and he was able to get in and crack him. So if a, somebody is a lot is has. Had decent reach, then they might be able to do some some damage because they don't just have to jump in all the time. But you know, six sub uh, six stoppage, I give it to him. Props to him. Uh, got me there, and yeah, like I I had uh, I got some plus money on fight starts round two. Uh, had a little bit of Mitchell, just a straight fade. But look, we've seen it. We've seen a guy that can wrestle and grapple a little bit and what happens to Rojas at this point like the, he's still a kid and stuff man and I just I don't now people's dude now that he's I, got he, a KO on his record he's gonna hands. be he's gonna he be minus hands. 800 or something next time watch he is gonna be a massive because they're gonna give him another like Scrub. okay dude and he's gonna be a massive favorite and it's gonna be just auto bets against him going forward for the foreseeable future um, Steve, is Carlos Alvarez like a soccer dude, or is it? Are you talking about Carlos Alcaraz? That's the tennis I'm not player. Sure. I yeah, think I he's talking about the. He's talking about the tennis player. Yeah, 
Oh, he does. He does look like Canelo him. Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have red hair. He's not the uh, the, the ginger from Mac- There's apparently a lot of them. So. <laughs> he, he's just a kid. Wait till he grows into that chin. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty. Good. That dude is going to hit the Jake Matthews cycle earlier than anyone ever has in their career. He's going to be like you said, Wes. He's probably going to be like minus eight hundred next time, and he'll win that one easily. And then he'll take a step up and he'll be like minus 400 and we'll fade him and we'll win. And then he'll go back and he's going to do it all again. It's going to be glorious. A lot of cycles. A lot of cycles. This dude is young. I mean, he's like (laughs) fucking 12. Like there's going to be a lot of cycles. He's been on a lot of cycles already from the looks of that chin. You only get one of those with HGH out of the womb. That dude's absolutely (laughs) been on something. Like absolutely. I'd almost guarantee yeah. he's been pumping some shit. He grew up down the block from uh, Sage Northcutt. Sage's dad got some of that uh, <laughs> that good juice in him early on. Or maybe he was like the test Who, subject. Who's the then, dude that uh, brought on? Um, was it Contender Series last week? The the dude that's uh his dad was a Nazi. Said he was pumping him with steroids was, when he yeah, was, was two when he was seven years old. That's years old. Uh, that's Bryce Mitchell's training partner. Yeah, nope. and he was all like, "Yeah, I got away from that life." So it was like, "Not nah, you, ain't you with Mitchell? Y'all are a couple of Nazis fucking running around Arkansas. Shut the fuck up." Uh, that dude is uh, one buzz cut away from uh, Bob Arum's wet dream. Uh, co-main event in this one: welterweight division, Jack Della Maddalena split decision over Kevin Holland. Um, thought it was kind of a dumb split. Decent performance from Madalena, not a good performance from Holland. Um, yeah, I, I maybe Madalena's better than I'm trying to give him credit for, but I still I'm not sold. Not sold, Sean. Yeah, I agree. Um, Holland just fights so much that he's gonna have these letdown spots. Um, like he didn't fight terribly. I just think if he's on his game where he is against some guys, sometimes he he wins that fight. I mean, it was close enough as it is with how kind of stupid he fought and weird shit that he was throwing. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that bet. It was consensus. We lost it, but plus 130, 140, like it's a close fight. It's going to be a close fight every time. Wait until you see what we got in store for you this week, folks. Beautiful stuff coming up. Wesley. Yeah, I mean, I think neither guy was their normal self in this fight. I think Holland was just tentative, throwing kind of dumb shit, little pity pat shit that just, it's just not really him. He's usually more aggressive. And then Madalena was way less aggressive than he usually is. Uh, And looked good. Like, as far as, that's as technical as he's looked like he didn't take any big punches. Uh, his shit was tight. He didn't throw bungalows. Like he gets in those exchanges for 20, 30 seconds at a time in fights. I mean, he looked really good and technical, but it's not really what we want to see out of Madalena. You know, that's nope. like, not, it's not, I mean, not even from a betting perspective, but he's been an exciting fucking dude, yeah. you know? And I think a little bit of it was Holland, you know, Holland just, 
he didn't really engage like he usually does, man. So, um, and look, a jab, a, a dude pumping a jab against a, a soft leg kick is going to win every time. Even if you're landing two leg kicks to every one little jab, the jab is going to win every you, single you time. You like limping and falling yeah, down you, and shit like that or else that jab. It's is, not, and that's what win. Holland did. That's literally what Holland did the entire fight. He landed a bunch of leg kicks, but guess what? They don't really matter when you don't have at least a couple punches to deal with Madalena's jab that he pumped. And you need to show damage. Like, yeah, oh, his, his legs. Well, I mean, like, Madalena did like show that it's affecting you. Like the leg kick for sure. Yeah. Cause Madalena did yeah. zero damage. He did nothing to Holland. Like there, yeah. th- there was no damage in that fight. Uh, the split was fucking stupid. Like Madalena won that fight. Yeah. Like what, what are we doing? And I bet Holland, like that was I, these were, we'll talk about it. Yeah. These judges are fucking, they're, they're just worse and worse and worse. And, We'll get to the next one. And I said it like that night, like are, are all these MMA bloggers going to tell us to go start taking courses again that we don't, we don't know what we're watching, right? Like we don't know what we're seeing, but these judges Dark are ball, still not the judges. Exactly. It's, we don't know what we're watching, but these judges are still giving rounds to hot or giving fucking fights to Holland in that. That is insane, man. Crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. You need to, you need to save the leg kicks. For when Joe Rogan's on the card and he can talk about how they're so devastating and the guy's leg's going to fall off and the judges can hear him because otherwise they, they don't know what they're looking at. Man, another another Saturday of just DC is beyond fucking shot, bro. Like beyond. There, there might not be a worse commentator in any sport in the world than DC is. Like it is crazy how bad that guy is. My it's, God, uh, and he will keep getting opportunities because because pe- people think sport. he's good. I, I don't. Yeah. What are what are y'all he's just, Like he's just he's just around, man. He's a uh, he's on he's always around. That's, he's on that's the uh, the normal UFC fighter to commentator trajectory where they start out and they're like kind of all right, and then they Bisping just Bisping too. Bisping did the same thing, there. like. Bisbing was okay when he first started, and God, he's just—you get I, those two guys together, and holy shit! <laughs> the one thing that I appreciate about Bisping is when he just like relentlessly hits on Laura Sanko during uh, any broadcast they're on together. That's <laughs> that is highly entertaining, I will say. Yeah, main event time. Uh, draw. Between Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko, uh, I I am no fan the old Snorchenko, and I know she's made up excuses every time she hasn't won a fight. But honestly, I think she's completely justified with some of the shit she said after this fight. That like the judges were influenced by it being Mexican Independence Day or, or something. Because, like, there is no way anyone in their right mind, and I know it was only one of the three judges, but it only takes one of the three judges to fuck it up for, for everybody. Um, but there's no way you can score that round five, a 10 8. It's just awful. Just, just horrible. Um, it was actually like a pretty decent fight, other than that. Real good fight. 
That was a real good pick. Um, Way better than expected. Yep. Yeah. Lots of lots of action. Not a, a ton of damage coming from from either side. Big moments. But big back and forth. Changing moments. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was it was a good scrap. Um, and then good old Mike Bell had to ruin the whole thing uh, by throwing out some bonkers scorecard. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. Sean. Yeah, uh, I had over two and a half in a parlay. That was my only good bet of the night. Nice. Um, it was a close fight. I think that's what kind of everybody expected, but it's 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 tough not to score that fight for Shevchenko. Um, you know, I don't know what Mike Bell's doing. He, he also had the Holland scorecard before this. I don't know yep. if he was just... On something good, we, we or need to go bad take a class on, on Saturday. I don't know what it was. It kicked in at the during the Holland fight or whatever, but that's bad. I think you give Shevchenko one, three, and four. Uh, Camillo didn't give her round four, or that stupid Mike Bell card wouldn't even matter anyway. So it's kind of a couple fuck ups because I, I thought Shevchenko won round four, but other people disagree. I mean, half of uh, the media scored it for Grasso, so yeah, it was a close fight. Did you... I saw on uh, MMA Decisions earlier today, I don't have it open right now, but I think it was the, the cashew guy. Jed um, Mishu. Scored it 47-46 for Grasso. Nailed it. Nailed it. Because not only was there one... 10-8 in that fight. Apparently, there were two to to his well, highly trained eyes. I mean, if you're gonna fuck up like like that, just go for the, it. There was if you're scoring that fifth of 10-8, there was another 10-8 then for Shevchenko in that fight. That is if true. You're, if you're gonna fuck up that bad, look, yep. I I've I've watched thousands of rounds of fighting. I'll 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 bitch about judging and shit and stuff. This might be the first time that I've ever sat there and seriously thought that it was crooked. Like seriously thought that there is no way you can't score that at 10 eight there. I, it's the first time I've ever thought that a judge was straight up crooked right there in front of our eyes. There's no explanation. There is no explanation. Shevchenko was winning three minutes and 45 seconds of that roundup until it was boxer face off in the fifth round was boxing her face off in the fifth round. And that, that, that seriously, that I I don't know. And and it's Mike Bell. It's a dude that's been around for fucking two decades. Another dude that's been around forever. Uh, Unexplainable. That's the only round I can ever remember in my life where I'm like, that's crooked. That dude is straight up crooked, but also it's just as bad. Shevchenko won the fourth round. I I don't know what everybody's fucking like there's, I can't remember. I saw somebody, it might even been our boy Dan Tom, who you know how I respect. He said he went back and watched the fourth and scored it for Grasso, but he bet Grasso. There's no way. There's no way Shevchenko won the fourth round, man. Like she fucking lit her up in the fourth round. I just that was bad all, all around, man. And it was close enough, though. The fourth close enough, whatever. Tonight round. First time in my life I've ever like sat there in real time and like this shit's rigged. This shit is. Mexican independence, like, and I know that's all narrative and shit and stuff, but oh, it's the crowd. It seemed like that. 
with a 10 8 round in that in that uh scenario it seemed like it's something like that and it it seemed rigged to me man and i never say that i never say fights are rigged i've watched so many bad decisions and shit dudes are seeing a different fight there's shit going on decisions are bad but you never think they're fucking straight up crooked there's some boxing yeah. cards in england with eddie hearn don't get me wrong that they're they're <laughs> they're crooked as shit but we all know that going in this shit seemed rigged, man. It really did. There's no explanation for it tonight, though. It's uh, it's, it's tough luck uh, on something like that. And I'm, I am a 10, 10, 10, more 10, 8s, 10, 7, if you got to. I, I love that as far as scoring goes. I mean, the, the big, drawback that people point to for those kind of scorecards is or that way of scoring is you're going to get more draws um which i mean it is if you just pull a 10-8 out of nowhere um but that's also not such a bad thing when they're warranted but just this one was that was that was something else so Shout oh well. Out our, shout out to our boy Bronister too that tried to get some form of statement from this guy, and you're never going to get it. They're never going to have to come out and explain themselves. It's especially it's, not that commission. And I'm I'm glad even on the broadcast, props to DC and them that that were literally on the broadcast. Like this is enough. Like this, these people yeah. have to start explaining themselves. Like it was yeah. that bad. Like they never talk shit about the refs and stuff like that. They don't want to make their sports seem crooked and shit like that. I get it. It was that bad to where they were on the broadcast. Like this is even John Anik. And you know, Anik is as down the middle as you'll get. He's a company fucking dude. Yep. He was even like, this is, this is bad. This is, this isn't right. It's horrible. No bueno. No bueno. Anything else to add on that before we move on to uh, this week's card? Don't need, we don't need to see it again though. We We don't need to, we don't need to see that fight a third time. Let's just move no. on. I'm uh, I'm a little salty because I had some Shevchenko decision, um, but whatever. I had a good I, I had a good fucking parlay that ended on Shevchenko, and it was a it was cool. a big chunk out of it. Yeah, well the uh, Shevchenko decision bets were actual losers because the fight yep, went to decision. They, they weren't even canceled bets. Like the side was. Ooh. So that's uh, that was a little bit annoying, but yeah. otherwise, good night. Uh, we're we're almost back, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost I'm back. Doing good. We'll 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 see if we can uh, maybe get back to even by the end of this year. Make a couple bucks on this dumb sport. Speaking of dumb sport, this week, um, not so dumb, really. Yeah, it's uh, it's a solid card. Um relatively early i believe as well uh we don't have to stay up until 1 a.m sean's making a face which makes me think i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm right Start, starts at first starts for for eastern so there we go that's that's good uh yeah that's a, yeah. That's a 10 10 10 30 ender there 11 maybe it's yeah. nice uh 11 fights not too long couple fights uh that you don't have to watch at the start of it so you know, get that get that dog walk in there real early uh and then uh, and then we hop right into the good stuff 
but hmm. we'll kick it off. Women's Bantamweight division, Tamirez Vidal taking on Monster Rat 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Um, I honestly thought this was this was just going to be Monster Rat 1.0. I didn't know there were two Monster Rats in the world. I thought it was, hey. too, until I looked her <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, this this one uh, is just beating terrible, terrible low level fighters uh, on the regional unlike scene. Unlike the other and, one, and yeah, yeah, that's fair. But the other one's probably better. Uh, Vidal Sassoon should should toss this can. Whatever you say, sir. Wes, you got anything on this one? I mean, she looks like she's got some tallness. She's like 5A for this weight class, so she looks like a tree. She's going to split decisions with four and four chicks over in Invicta. The OV doll Sassoon is probably going to toss this chick, but I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't know. The, uh, the monster rat, she looks like... Uh... I, I don't know what the Mexican equivalents of the old yams are, but she got uh, some desert fucking cactus yams going on. <laughs> she is ripped she, up. Yeah. So whatever her decision price is, if it's like more than plus 300, uh, I, I might throw something stupid like that in a, a round Robin. We'll see. 310. 310. That's what I'm talking about. Um, check, there we go. Check that out. Munich. That's Barton. the only Munich that's showing up these days, yeah. ain't it? That's right. Yeah. Had to uh had to retire it for a little while. It's been uh, it's been a sad stretch. Anyway, women's strawweight division. Hannah Goldie is a bad name to all Jewish fighters. And by that I mean continues the trend of bad Jewish fighters. Uh taking on Mizuki Inoue. She has been around so long that I actually watched at least one of her fights in Invicta like 10 years ago. It's crazy. Sean? Against Beck Rawlings in 2013. Yeah, like 10 years ago. That's that's one wow. thing. I, I mean, Elephant she, Brain, fought, she fought Carolina in Invicta. And like, Grasso, I think, a, too. Almost a Grasso decade too. ago. Yeah. yeah. She beat them both. <laughs> yeah, she was like a she was a legit prospect back in the day, and then just nothing. Nope. Anyway, uh, she also she also never fights. Uh, hasn't even been booked for a fight. And her last, yeah, she fought Limoche in twenty twenty August of twenty twenty. So we're we're past three, three years. years. That is a lot. Hannah Goldie is terrible, but. Laying minus 300 on a chick that's coming off a three-year layoff is sketchy. But she probably wins. Wes? Yeah, I mean, somebody that was as active and fought as much in the competition she did to lose the lay motion and take three over three years off and shit. Like, there's no way you could be laying that kind of... But you just... You don't know, man. Goldie is absolutely horrendous, and I'm not saying you should bet Goldie, but there's just a dozen red flags on a on a favorite like this, so 
I just maybe she comes out and smokes Goldie. She probably does, but I'm I'm not paying that kind of price to find out. Just a total pass for me. So don't care about this fight. Um, but the fact that Goldie is one of those folks that is definitely going to be on OnlyFans in the future, if she isn't already, I don't know, she might be. Uh, <laughs> the UFC would never do this because you can't let the fighters make any money outside of the ring. Uh, but PFL or whoever buys Bellator, how long do you think it is before they've got like the Twitter handle, the Instagram handle, and then the OnlyFans the only account fans all on the, the, the walkout yep. graphics? You know, that's a million dollar idea there for you second tier promotions out there. Um, anyway, probably by decision, but not betting minus three. We saw what somebody looks like after a four-year layoff this week. Uh, doesn't go great, so we'll see what happens there. T-shirt in the pool time. Ooh. Mo Usman, he's not really a T-shirt in the pool guy. Nah, uh, nah. He's just a bad heavyweight, but good old Kate Collier. <laughs> formerly the prototype, now the Play-Doh type, coming out hot, mm-hmm. taking the division by storm. And now he's, <laughs> he's cooled off a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to take a little time and you got to bake that cake. You got to let it set for a little while. Um, but now it's, it's it's prime condition, Sean. Uh, per Per sources. Obviously, per sources. Sources. Our our Always our our boy our boy Water Show's got like fucking the the all in package on OnlyFans, like <laughs> yeah. super premium. Um, is there yeah. like is there a subscribe all button on on OnlyFans? It's like the red. It's like the fucking Red Zone channel. You can go fucking quad box and shit like. <laughs> They, they, dude, Water Show's probably running fantasy fucking OnlyFans leagues and shit. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I think he might just own OnlyFans. My, him and him and Paige Van Zandt partners. Yeah, just bought it out. I hear, uh, I hear she might be doing the old sex on the OnlyFans. Oh no, she, it's... yeah, she did. She got, yeah, she gets banged yeah. on the OnlyFans. She goes, <laughs> she's full in. He's full in. I right? guess I guess uh Mr. Van Zant's full in. <laughs> he uh he 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 was little little shower scene. I don't even know where that got posted, but somehow I saw that. Yeah, somehow you saw it last just <laughs> I, somehow. Did, I, swear, I didn't go to <laughs> like it was a clip. Laugh. It was a clip posted, probably by a water show. I wouldn't fucking doubt it. I would not doubt it. <laughs> He would never release that out to the public. He respects nah. the san- sanctity of the his paid subscription partner. service. Yeah, it's his business yeah. partner. That's right. Um, anyway, Sean, what do we got going on in, in Collier Usman? Usman is terrible. Just yeah. absolutely terrible. Um, Collier is also terrible, but... I think he's if he stuffs some takedowns, he's gonna light Usman up because sadly the striking discrepancy in this fight is pretty big. And Collier's is 
not amazing, but it's still uh, the gap there is is decently large. So if Collier can stuff some takedowns, he he can throw them hands, get sweaty in the pool, uh, and probably wins a decision because Collier's not uh, not the biggest finisher, and Usman can kind of take an ass whooping. So I uh, okay. I, I bet uh, all good. I, I bet the old uh, Collier by decision at. Plus four hundred on old Bet Victor. Nice. Get the get the Victor Newman gifts ready. Yep. Gifs, whatever you call them. Wesley. Did he did he go did he go young and the restless on this over there? Oh yes. Oh <laughs> shit. We've we've got um, a uh, a secret group chat that's yep. just basically all for bets at Bet Victor and uh and Victor Newman gifts. It's yeah, tremendous. It's flooded. Um, there's a lot of them <laughs> yeah um, kind of echo a lot of a lot of what Sean said here I'm there there's a couple tough guys on this on this card that are like auto fades for me and the shit Usman is is one of them he's just not good I mean he's got the look got the fucking athleticism the muscles dude can't fucking throw uh I think it's going to probably be a lot of him trying to get Collier up against the fence and hold on him and shit. In space, Collier's got the way better hands, in my opinion. I don't I don't think he's got the power to get Usman out of there, though. Um, Usman, if he lands clean on you, he's actually got some okay power. It's not big power, but if he lands clean on you, he can't hurt you. I don't see him landing clean on, on Collier. Like, it's... Uh, fat shit that Collier is. He's actually a decent, skilled fighter still. So I like Collier here. I like him straight. I like him by decision. And uh, of course, we're going a little over two and a half here. I think this is easy, super fatties. Um, I got some one and a half and, and some chalk parlays. I, I think that's going to cruise over one and a half, but most places two and a half now. So yeah, like the like the super fatties as well. Yeah, um, Usman doesn't do anything in his fight. I know that somehow he managed to get a, a KO win on tough, uh, but he does not do it. And I say that as a guy that has bet him in both his UFC fights so far. He is... Uh-oh. He's been the, a money train oh. for me, but that stops this weekend because... Yeah, sorry. Uh, that, that stops this weekend... Because Collier will throw. Um, you know, sometimes he'll go overboard a little bit. He'll gas himself out, as we saw in the Chris Barnett uh, legendary T-shirt in the pool clash. But usually he's going to keep a pretty good pace. Uh, if this is at distance, he is going to be winning. If Usman holds him up against the cage, that doesn't really mean much of anything anymore because as soon as they break off the cage... Collier's going to be winning. Uh, so I think Usman's doing his best to stall this one out. I think Collier's doing his best to throw some volume and rack up some points. And after 15 minutes, so you got your super fatties in there. Jake Collier's going to get his hand raised. He's, uh, what is he, plus one? There's a plus 135 out there. Uh, I don't know how widely available the old points bet is for people. Um, but plus one thirties, 
Penny, Betway, yep. a couple places have them. And Jake Collier by decision. So we're going to split up the consensus a little bit this weekend. We're going Jake Collier for half of it, money line, and Collier by decision for the other half. It's going to be a glorious day in the pool. These are the these are the ones we do good on. Just the fucking outlandish shit that should Slaw. never have it. You should never have any money near it. Those are the consensus we fucking hammer and hit every time. We we know these guys though. I mean, Jake Collier was good enough as a middleweight to make it to the UFC. So what? He's fat now. It doesn't change anything. He's still better at everything than Usman is. Yeah, it's just it. It is. What it is, as they say. So all you middleweights out there in the UFC right now, get fat, go to heavyweight. You'll probably have more success. You don't want to deal with that Strickland guy. It's a monster. Uh, Speaking of monsters that are coming for Strickland's belt, the Mamba, Jacob Malkoon. And he's got a sacrificial lamb in front of him by the name of Cody Brundage. Sean, what horrible things is Malcoon going to do to Brundage in this one? It's kind of hard to say because Malcoon has zero finishes in, in the in the UFC. Um, dude's a lot better than I think any of us could have <laughs> expected when he when he got into the UFC. Um He's got some skills. It's just that that finishing ability is is not great. Um, the plus side is Cody Brundage is very bad and likes to get finished. So if if it's gonna happen anytime, it's gonna be now uh, for Malcoon. I've been flip flopping on this fight. I think I might land on fight doesn't go uh, at plus one ten. Um, there's a book that has that, and there's a bunch of other books that have Malcoon inside at plus 105. So I guess it's, uh, or the other way around, uh, I guess it's worth five cents. So uh, just in case Cody Brundage somehow pulls an absolute rabbit, which dumb shit happens in in 2023 in the, in the UFC. So uh, I'll just do that and pray to God that Brundage just serves it up on a platter, <laughs> because if he doesn't, then Malcoon is... Probably just going to blue ball him for 15. Wes? Yeah, yeah. I, man, look, Brundage is going to give this guy opportunities, but man, Malcolm's a dude that literally will turn down fucking shit. Be like, nah, I'll just lay here. I'll just lay here. Could have a hot model in his bed and just trying to give it to him. Be like, nah, nah. I'll just roll over here and go to sleep. I think that's probably what's going to happen, bro. I think uh, Malcolm's just going to lay on this guy. Brundage will give him spots to where he can get a finish. I just, I'm not sure Malcolm's got it any to finish fucking anybody. But um, you're, you're right. If there's if there's a dude that he's going to get chances to, it's it's going to be Brundage. That guy's just absolutely horrendous. And then yeah, play play the under or whatever fight inside if you're going to do anything because I don't know Brundage is. He pulls shit out of his ass from time to time. So just uh, give yourself that that out there. But I, I like Malcolm here. 
I think it's Malcolm by decision, though, personally. But uh, no, no bet on the fight for me. So MMA power couple, Jacob Malkoon, Josephine No Nutson. Of eh? are you serious? Match made in heaven. No, said, of course said, I'm not. I don't know anything about these people's personal yeah, lives. Sean. That's true. I, I thought you I mean, just I, googled it. <laughs> I said earlier, don't have any kids. Like you don't want to have any kids. Like there you go. Get these Either two of them together. are finishing. That's going to be a Never gonna uh, no child about. household right there. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it, it's gonna be Malcoon here. I mean, he'll even think about shooting that unstoppable single leg of his, and uh, and Brundage, Brundage could be like fifteen feet away, and he'll try and jump a guillotine on it. So he's gonna end up on his back. Uh, he's gonna end up gassing. It's honestly just a matter of can Malcoon. Or does Malcoon want to advance position <laughs> and throw some ground and pound? Because I think like this is a fight where come second, third round, he should be able to get this dude out of there anytime he wants. It's just it seems like he doesn't want. Uh, he certainly does not. Uh, well, maybe he does get paid by the minute. Maybe that's you know in his contract. So. Uh, you know, he stays in there for 15. He makes a little bit more than your your average bear. So I I might get a little wacky and uh, throw some Malcoon round three in something. It's like plus 800. Uh, just a way to take a, a huge, juicy favorite and have a big number on it. But in all honesty, he's probably winning the decision here because that is what the man does. Couple more prelims to go. Welterweight division. This one should be entertaining. We've got Andre Filaho taking on the Dirty Bird. Tim Means. Speaking of uh, tall guys, Sean, you're a tall guy. Yeah. Break this one down. Yeah. Um, the Dirty Bird, I think, has to wrestle early and have some success early uh, with the wrestling because. Early on, if this is on the feed, I think Fialo has a, a, a lot going for him uh, against Means. Means has been getting a hit hit a bit lately and, and getting cracked. Um, if Means can can get out of out of the first round, out of the first four minutes uh, with with not too much damage taken, uh, I think he he's got this fight. Um, you can get some round two Tim Means for twelve hundred. You can get round four for or round three for fourteen hundred. Round four is probably a great price. <laughs> it's, it's, it's those gonna, aren't those aren't bad. Lose, uh, <laughs> those, those aren't bad. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I, I I like the the Dirty Bird to uh, to wrestle early and gas Fialo out, and then. Maybe maybe finish them late in the second, early in the third. So I might throw some darts. I got to get get some money back somehow this year. Wesley, yeah, I, I think I think this really comes down to can can Tim means uh, can he survive that that initial you know half half a first round first round with with a, a really big puncher. Um, I think Means is the more skilled dude here. I think he can definitely wrestle if he wants to. Uh, definitely the better grappler. 
wrestler here. Um, I, I do think if it gets gets out of the first man and and means gets rolling like. You know, Ophelaho's been fucking cracked and knocked out here lately, too. Like, Means is can crack. Um, I like Means in this spot. I I, I think out, outside of the power and worrying about Means' chin, which you absolutely have to at this point, and he's the better striker here. I think it's a really good, really good matchup for him. So, I mean, it's not, nothing big for me here, but at, at I mean, there's some plus 145 out there and stuff on Tim Means against a guy that's been fucking finished three times in his last three fights. Even though Means is getting finished, like he's in some of these fights against some really, some some pretty good dudes. Um, I just, I, I kind of like him. I feel like it's a pretty good matchup for him if he can just not get fucking take a ton of damage early in the fight. So, yeah, plus 145, it's going to be a, a small bet for me on the, the old Dirty Bird. I really don't know where I'm going to go on this one. Uh, I think there is a good chance that uh, Fila Ho's knocking means out in the first rounds. And if that doesn't happen, then we've seen that his chin isn't great. His cardio isn't great. Um, so he's probably going to get stopped in the second or third. So, Normally, I just see those big numbers on means and, and jump in. I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Filaho getting it done in round one. Um, but this under two and a half or doesn't go, depending on what prices you have out there, that seems like it's something nice to, to throw in a parlay because even at this age, uh, I, I don't think that means is going to drag this one out 15 minutes uh, against a, a gas Filaho if it gets out of the first round. So I like the under <sighs> kind of leaning more towards Filaho round one, but, and those are, those are some nice prices on means two and three. Uh, I, uh, is this the week that Sean breaks out of the slump? Is, is it time to hop on board Wes? Ooh, that's spicy. We'll see. Anyway, I'm aligned with him on quite a bit of stuff usually. So <laughs> we've we've both been horribly wrong this year. So you do. That's all that means. Got to turn eventually. Yep. Final prelim, bantamweight division. We've got Dan Argueta taking on Miles Johns. Decent, decent little scrap, I think, Sean. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, both these guys are, are not opposed to grappling, so it'll be interesting to kind of see who gets the better of the other. Um, both guys can still throw some hands, so it should be an action fight. Um, it's probably a close fight, so uh, I lean towards taking the dog. I don't, I don't think I'm going to bet it, but I'll, uh, I'll be picking Miles Johns. Wesley. Yeah, yeah, I think this is uh this is a pretty close fight. Uh decently decently matched fight. Um I think Miles Johns has problems with dudes that have good finishing ability. And I don't think Argetta has any finishing ability whatsoever. Um he's got I think a finish one or two at uh, at the LFA level, which isn't isn't bad, 
but that's like getting dudes down. Like he's a really good wrestler, no doubt, but that's getting dudes down and grinding pound him. That ain't happening with Miles Johns. Like uh, Miles Johns is a good enough wrestler to keep this on the feet. I think this is going to be a lot of kickboxing. Um, I think Miles Johns has got little better hands. He's bigger dude, better reach. Um, I like him in the spot as a dog. Uh, I don't, I mean, I think Argetta's okay, but man, he's been in some close fights and stuff in his short UFC career. And you're getting a price like this on, on John to literally, you know, any guys that's, like I said, if they're not big finishers, he's taking decisions off of guys. Um, he does what judges like, I guess, and gets these, uh, these decisions. So I think he gets one against Argetta here. It's a close fight. Uh, kind of like Sean said, you almost got to look at a dog in a, in a situation like this, I think. And like Miles Johns, uh, there's some, there's some plus one fifties out there. Plus one fifty five. I think that's a pretty good price on Miles Johns at this spot. Yeah. This one is certainly creeping up there. Um, I lean a bit towards Johns as well. I think I see his struggles slightly differently than West in that he struggles with guys that keep a really high pace um, more so. And that's what kind of leads to the finishes, uh, except for the Batista one that was just kind of out of nowhere. Um, and I guess Argueta does that a bit, but it's more with the grappling, with the wrestling than it is keeping a, uh, a really solid pace on the feet. So he's going to try and shoot takedowns. I don't know that he's going to have a lot of success. Uh, I'm almost certain that he's not going to have success early. Uh, so he's just going to have to try and keep doing that. And honestly, he's been in the UFC for what? Three fights now? Uh, I guess two and like half a round uh, in that uh, Ronnie Lawrence fight. I have no idea what this guy looks like when he isn't grappling. Uh, and that leads me to believe that Miles Johns is probably going to have a, a pretty distinct advantage on the feet. He's not like a super high volume guy on the feet or anything like that, but he's got good power. He carries his power through all three rounds. Uh, you know, even though he gets accused uh, of gassing and he does gas every once in a while, Still got a couple of round three stoppages, so that's always nice to see. So I think I like Miles Johns in this one as well. Um, again, hard to know how durable Argueta is. Uh, you know, he survived some bad spots in the, the Damon Jackson fight against a way bigger dude, but that was all grappling. Uh, when he gets fracked, we'll we'll see how he reacts. If so, this does go out to go ahead. Well, uh, most don't watch tough, but it wasn't that long ago that Ricky Tercios beat Dan Argetta on tough. And it was like hilariously bad. Like Argetta was getting fucking grap out grappled on the mat and shit by Tercios. It was not good. That's, that's not ideal. Um... It's been <laughs> what, two, two and a half years. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Yeah. And he's not super young he's like 30 now he's the same so. guy yeah he's the same it's this he's the same guy so yeah i i like miles johns here uh is there a, a big decision price on him 
because uh, I feel like this one should three hundred go to decision. Eh, no, yeah, nothing but, special. Uh, three hundred. I'll, I'll just stick with the money line, but I think I'm going to end up with a little bet on Miles Johns. I think I might be clenching a bit in that third round um, because I think that's when our Gwen is going to have the most grappling success if it he does have some success in this one. But uh, Miles Johns is going to be the pick and probably a little bet as an underdog here. Main card time. Featherweight division. This could start off with a very highly skilled, entertaining fight in pretty much all aspects of MMA. Or Ricardo Hamosh might just quit because sometimes he does that. Uh, He's taking on... Charles Jordan. Uh, I don't even know. He's he's dropping down the Canadian pound for pound list with all these high flying performances that we've seen lately. Sean, he's probably like I don't know number six now. What what are we talking here? Uh, yeah, it's that loss to uh, Arosa is just something that just is always going to be around uh, Jordan. I, I know our boy Maddie uh, has a rule that you don't bet on people that lose to Julian Arosa. So, um, Francisco Padilla, baby. <laughs> um, I like Ramos here. Uh, for the most part, when Ramos is having su- success in the UFC, he's, he's out grappling guys. He's taking guys down, getting a lot of top time. Jordan has bad takedown defense. It's not. Uh, really a uh, a surprise there, but it's bad. I think if Ramos can can mix in takedowns, get lots of a good amount of top time, I think he can can win this fight, win this decision. Um, when it's on the feet, it it is. I think Jordan is is a decent edge on the feet, but Ramos throws wild shit too, and against another wild man, dumb shit can happen. Uh, so. If Ramos was to land a, a spinning elbow, would I really be surprised? I, I guess not, because Jordan's there to be hit when because he's such a wild man. So I'm going to take Ramos. Uh, I think it's like plus 115 is uh, the best price I can get. So I'll be putting some money on that. Wes? Yeah, I mean, just be prepared to to go ahead and, and lay it on uh, on Jordan because... I, I kind of like uh, I like Ramos here too. Uh, look, I, I just I don't I don't think Jordan's good. Uh, if 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 Ramos just does half of the game plan I thought Kron would do against this motherfucker and go for at least one takedown, like he's got a good chance to to win this fight. Um, yeah, on the feet I think Jordan's slightly better, but like Sean said, Ramos throws crazy shit, elbows and shit too. Like he's not a slouch, you know. Technically, of course, I think. Jordan's a better striker than him, but Ramos isn't dumb. He's going to go for takedowns here. <clears throat> He's not fucking mush brain fucking crying. And I mean, yeah, on the feet, Jordan gets hit too. Like, would you be shocked if he landed something? Like, Jordan gets fucking smashed on the feet. Like, he takes all kinds of fucking punches to the face. So, yeah, I like Ramos here, but I, if he doesn't get Jordan out of there in the first round, round and a half, I mean, you're you're gonna be fucking pucker. You're gonna hope there's not a scenario where he gets caught on his feet for a minute thirty seconds of some distant striking because you're gonna be like worried really bad. Um, 
but I, I think he gets Jordan down and, and goes to work personally. So I like Ramos as a, as a slight dogger. Yeah. Again, another one I've been back and forth on um, since I've been looking at it. Ramos should have success and he should have the tools to win this and probably win it comfortably. Um, that body lock takedown that he's got is going to be there all day against Jordan. Uh, he can get that whenever he wants. And I could see this being a carbon copy of the Bill Aljo fight uh, where he just got a million takedowns and I could also see it being a carbon copy of any of his fights where he's just like, I'm going to throw behind my leg ankle kicks and gas myself out doing that. And then (laughs) as soon as my opponent offers the least amount of resistance ever, I'm going to quit and go back to Brazil. Um, So this dude is just impossible to predict. Uh, Very, very talented. As the guy said, on the feet, I don't think this is a a wipeout in Jordan's favor as far as skill goes, at least. Uh, The the pressure and the volume that he's going to put on you, I think that could break Ramos. Uh, But Ramos is good when his head's on straight and he's focused and he has the right game plan. And honestly, he usually has a pretty decent game plan in, in most of his fights. Like when he's got a guy that he's got a big grappling edge over, he usually goes for takedowns. Um, and I think probably what he does here, but even despite all of that, I'm going to take some Jordan round three. Uh, Cause if these guys make it through 10 minutes, uh, assuming that Ramos is on top for, for most of that, when they come out for that first minute of round three, Jordan's still going to be putting it on him, and I think that is just about the time when uh, Hamosh is, is going to quit. Uh, they're going to start feeling it a little bit. So Jordan round three, I think, uh, what was the highest I saw out there? I think there was like 12. Um, I don't think that's on the on the screens. I think that might be uh, an old uh, Young and the Restless special. Mm. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, I'm I'm continuing the trend, the Canadian there's, wave. It's going to keep going. What is that? Plus 11.69 on the board at oh, my the old my bookie here. Oh, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> you ain't getting paid uh, anyway. Even if you do it. <laughs> yeah, I I think there might be an 11 out there that's yeah. uh, fairly widely available. So, not bad for a guy that actually has a, a couple of round three stoppages on his record against uh, a flake. So I'm uh, purely fading Wes and Sean on this one. Uh, I, I think they're going to be right good. in everything <laughs> except the final <laughs> results. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Perfect. Speaking about a guy that can be uh, right about everything, Brian Battle. This man, savant when it comes to MMA, just just blazing through the welterweight division. Uh, but now he's got to deal with a short fella, AJ Fletcher. 
Sean, is that going to be too much for him? Big, goofy-looking guy like Battle? I mean, it shouldn't be, but Battle's not really that good. Fletcher is a guy that I was super... He was one of those guys that I thought he looked good. He almost got a win. I bet him on short notice against Semmelsberger. Like, all right, no loss. good. Yeah, good and a loss. And then what does he do? Comes out and loses to Angelusa. Um, not great. Um, and then he didn't do much in the the Garimbo fight, but I mean, he, he caught the sub. He he did what he had to do, I guess. But didn't really impress me there against a, a pretty low level guy. So I don't know. He's he's kind of been a roller coaster for me. I'm too high on him. Now I'm probably too low on him. Ryan Battle is not that good. I was kind of looking over two and a half. Um, it is kind of around uh, minus 110 or so, I think. Um, yeah, minus 130. I was kind of looking that way, but Battle's got some finishes. And I, if, if, I think if AJ Fletcher has success, he's probably going to grapple and take Battle down. And, and Fletcher's got some subs so it's 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 a tough one for me i'll probably pick brian battle so you guys are welcome west look battle is absolutely fucking trash bro and Fletcher, west's hate on for for guys on tough is just amazing because well i mean it, i it runs I get the a, course it's i get a fucking i get a narrative on a guy and i gotta ride mm-hmm. it to the dirt you know, you betcha. Smart. Battle's fucking horrible, though. Like, he's not good. <laughs> Look, Fletcher can get takedowns whenever he wants to. If Battle doesn't catch, like, some guillotine choke or something off of a takedown or something like that, I think Fletcher works this guy over. Um, plus 160 out there? Like, come on, man. Like, even if you think Battle is okay, you think he's a fucking almost two-to-one fave over Fletcher? Like... I don't think Fletcher's great or anything, but man, like we've seen battle taken down by by dudes like man, plus one sixty against Brian Battle. Uh I'm all over that. I like that bet. I think Fletcher can win this fight. Um Fletcher might get a later finish. I think he's gonna have a lot of top time in this fight. Yeah, I think this is this is the perfect time to fade battle. He's had Success against some awful guys in the UFC. I mean, <laughs> the first three, Urbina, Treshawn Gore, and Sato, um, built up that hype a little bit, uh, and then got just grapple-flecked the life out of by, uh, by fuck right in off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes back, you know, gets another quick win, that one surprised me uh, against Gabe yeah, Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think many people expected that to go the the way that it is, and like he's kind of got some hype now, which I don't get because you know he's had those two moments in, in fights, uh, the the two early knockdowns, but he doesn't look good <laughs> otherwise. So unless he pulls something else out of his ass here, I think there's potential that he gets finished early uh, because Fletcher is 
very explosive early in fights. Uh, and then there's also a lot of potential that he just gets wrestled the entire time. He cannot grapple. Uh, I, I think he's got a couple subs in the UFC, which kind of, or sorry, the, the one against Urbina in, in the UFC, which leads people to, to believe that he can kind of grapple. But even Urbina was wrestling the shit out of him. And he took that fight on like the Thursday and they fought on Saturday. Uh, and then Urbina was just dead tired after the first round and died and laid there and got submitted. Um, I don't think that's going to happen with Fletcher here. I think this is kind of crazy. I, it, it would take some kind of special fighter to be facing Brian Battle for me to not take the plus 160 on that dude. So it's going to be AJ Fletcher here for me. Women's strawweight division, Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson, the rematch we were all clamoring for. Sean? Yeah, I'm not breaking down that fight. I'd rather talk about the the fights that just got announced because that's much better. That is the rematch that nobody wanted. Uh, Rodriguez is going to win a boring decision, but it's probably going to be close, and you probably shouldn't lay minus 300 on her. Uh, Yuri versus Alex Pereira. November 11th. They also announced uh, for 296 Covington versus Edwards, and the co main is Pantoja versus Roy Val. Oh, oh, this year or next year? 296. Ah, that's this year. Man, Kobe's gonna be fucking champ again. That is just Mm -hmm. disgusting, man. God, (laughs) that's so disgusting. Strictly fucking, they might as well just. They're going to have the Proud Boys in the first fucking seven rows, like, just showing up to fights. Oh, and how did I forget? Of course, Misha Tate is returning to action in December. Yeah, I saw I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Like, nobody. nobody UFC 296, you said? Yeah. Yuri Alex is, is a sick fight. I just, I hope Yuri is like... Genuine. I hope Yuri is like brain dead Yuri in that fight and not smart Yuri because he could take Alex Pereira down and fuck him up. If he yeah. if he wanted to. If he wanted to. I I don't think he's got that mode in him. He just I, seems I don't like one of those guys that fights wherever wherever the fight's gonna happen. I mean he's gonna throw it out with Pereira. Like that's Yuri's fucking That's gonna be a wild fight. It is. I just fuck out. Yuri, man. I mean, Glover was clocking this motherfucker. What do we think Alex is gonna do with her on the feet, dog? Like, it's gonna be good though. It's gonna be sick. Uh, Saturday, is the, December twenty sixth, yeah. or December sixteenth. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So it's the the final pay per view of the year, mid December. So wait, Close the uh, pay per views. The Alex the... and Yuri fight is on the Jones Stipe card. According oh, to Steve, November tenth is that two ninety two ninety five is uh is November eleventh. Yes, Women's Day. Yeah. Holy shit! Now that yeah, that's how you because that's MSG. Yeah, that's how you fucking do. Is that on the Bones card? It yep. is. Yeah, it's MSG. Yeah, dude. That now that that's the co-main event. That's fucking God damn. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, that's what we want right there. 
Finally, they're some gonna, good fights. They're gonna stack that too. Like that's that's gonna use up everything around <laughs> those cards. Like MSG cards gonna get stacked. Yep. Damn. Well, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff that's announced for it right now, and I'm not sure if you guys are ready for the likes of oh, Joshua Van and Kevin Borges. Or uh, Mateus Vrabeski against uh, Nerulo Aliyev. Those are the the bangers that they're bringing bringing to MSG. <laughs> uh, let's hope that's that, like that fight will be fun. fun. Uh, nobody gives a shit about who those guys are, but that fight will probably still be fun because somebody will probably get dead. Yeah, there's there's some good stuff on there. Yeah. Danger Snell against the Egg Dude. That's, that's not bad. Nope. <laughs> violence. We want violence. Yeah, I don't and Andrage yeah. and Dern. I the the other night I was thinking like, you know, I would be perfectly fine. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't like kill me or anything if they never did another fight over one seventy. Like it, it wouldn't bother me. It, it seriously it wouldn't bother me whatsoever. Every other yeah, MMA above one seventy. Anything, yeah, anything above 170. Like, for the rest of our lives, if all MMA... The problem... Well, yeah, but you also was, have to ha- pack the cards in half, or else it's going to be I, just I get it. I get it. I'm just a, fire. It's just, it, just a thought. Like, it would not yeah. bother me if I never saw another fight of dudes over 170 pounds. Like, straight yeah. up. Here's, here's the compromise. Since anybody that fights above 170 is practically a heavyweight anyway, just all 170. Open weights. Open, open weight. Weight. Open there we go. go. I'm cool with that. I'm part. Yeah, there we go. We just and saw then you'll actually get some bullshit. cool shit up there. Yeah, yep. that's what. Yeah, we I mean, do. can we go back to like peak Japanese MMA? Is what we're talking about. That's what yep. we want. Yeah, all the little dudes that are great fighting each other, and then any of the big dudes that we don't care what you weigh, 185, 205 heavyweight, just throw them in little tournaments, let them fight. Damn yeah. right. W. Yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> Carlos Condit at 170, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. all the good shit below 170, and then dudes like Doug Rhino Marshall. Steve those, Cantwell. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, the, the talent the, the levels. baby. The talent levels are just a totally different world now of yeah. little guys, but yeah. Um, where are we at? Is it my turn? Do you want to break down doing? this awesome rematch between? I'm, I'm just going to say that I. Waterson might have a slightly better chance here in a three round fight and plus 250, 260. It might be worth a small sprinkle. Uh, what's fight goes the distance here? Well, it's got to be like <laughs> it's 300. Like, it's minus like 400. Yeah. <laughs> Easiest parlay leg that you've ever seen in your life. It is minus mm. three. Over two and a half is minus three fifty. It's minus four hundred in some books. Too low. Yeah, Too low. probably probably missing a zero. Minus two seventy five is the cheapest you got to go to decision. Oh, bargain! Absolute bargain. 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 Um, some of that, maybe some some split prop. Oh yeah. Uh, we we might just get crazy at this that, part. That's that split might be. Might be a good one here. One. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, let's hope that Mike Bell's uh, at the <laughs> table watching this one. Uh, does a split draw? I guess that would have to count for like the split or majority props, right? Yep. Yeah. It's any yeah. kind of split or any kind of majority. Yeah. There you go. Love it. Oh, yeah. 
Um, which one of them seemed like they didn't want to be in the octagon last time? Water, Waterson. Waterson. Yeah. I almost said Water Show because uh, more relevant than Waterson at this point. Ooh, there it is. Big Co-main things. event, featherweight division. Good scrap here. Dan Ige, Bryce Mitchell. Um, man, I I hope that uh, that Bryce's blood sugar is okay now. Apparently, he's not getting as much fruit intake anymore because the the X is I don't know going to his uh, Animal Crossing island uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and stealing all his <laughs> fruit trees and shit. Oh, Steve pulls one out every now and then. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Love it. There's stuff that, that only a British mind can concoct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sick, sick mind. Uh, Sean Mitchell Ige. Yeah, should be fun. Um, listen, uh, Bryce Mitchell is a fucking moron. He's a fucking moron that's pretty damn good. Um, I know he got sunned by Ilya Tapuria. I think most guys in that division are going to get sunned by Ilya Tapuria. Um, but he's when he's grappling, when he's pushing forward, he's a tough dude to beat. Um, Ige has been out-grappled um, when he fought Korean Zombie. In, in the main event, if he if he was able to to keep that fight on the feet, he beat Zombie, which would have been a pretty pretty big feather even at that point. Uh, but Zombie was just able to to take him down and control him. I think I think Bryce Mitchell is going to be able to get him down uh, and and control him on the ground. Mitchell has not really shown a, an ability to finish, so it's it's probably going to go to a decision. Um, but I think he's he's. He's tough to fight, man. He comes forward and can grapple his ass off. So I uh, I like Mitchell, and I'll probably put him in a, a parlay with something real juicy. Uh, the over, might I suggest, in Rodriguez <laughs> Watterson. Mm-hmm. There we go. Wes? Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting fight. Uh, really good fight. Um Curious to see how how Mitchell looks coming off of that, that last fight because man, that had to had to shatter the the aura a little bit. I had to hurt the hurt the belief a little bit. Like he got absolutely trucked. Um, this isn't Tapuria though. <laughs> that that dude is the absolute real. But um, I I don't. Ige can be out grappled and. I just is Mitchell dumb enough to box though? Like he did it with Barbosa with good success. You know what I'm saying? Like he had this success. Um, if Ige can keep this up, it's really close. It's it's really leaning towards Ige on, on the feet. Ego's his takedown defense is is okay, and I'm not sure Bryce Mitchell has like. Great takedowns. He usually more kind of trips guys and, and shit and stuff like that. I just feel if Ige can fight that off a little bit and get this into a stand up fight um, for a little for for a couple rounds to get a couple rounds this fight. He's got a he's got a chance to win it um, on the mat. Yeah, I mean he's going to get controlled and it's it's not going to look good. Um, I don't know, man. I 
I lean Ige at the price. Um, it, it's tough, though. I, I can see Sean's side for sure. I, I can see Bryce Mitchell getting us down and, and controlling him. But I, I just think Ige can make that tough, and this could turn into some time on the feet. And if it's on the feet, I, I like I like Ige. So that price, he's definitely going to be a pick for me. But um, I, I'm going to watch the line. This creeps up two to one or so. It's going to have to be a play. So Ige's the pick, and I, I'm going to watch the line. I think I got to go Mitchell here. Um, EA definitely has a little bit of an advantage, a, a big advantage on the feet. If it stays up on the feet. Uh, I know that people remember that Mitchell knocked down Barbosa, but he really didn't strike in that fight. Like he had the, the early success and then that translated into top control. And then he just rested yeah, light, off lighter for, the, for the rest of the fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, even against, Tapuria. I know that we remember that it was like a hilarious finish and he was just getting blasted all over the cage. He had a little bit a little bit of success early in that fight, grappling as well against a much more difficult guy to grapple than Dan Ige. Uh, I, I think that he comes out and does what Bryce Mitchell does. Uh, you know, he's not going to get the knockdown that he got against Barbosa, but he's going to come out. He's going to throw some hideous looking strikes to close the distance. He's going to get in tight on you. And then he's just going to try a million different types of body lock takedowns or jumping on your back until something works. And I think with Ige, the initial takedown defense is probably going to be okay. uh, But eventually the second, third attempt, he's going to give something up. And then Mitchell's just going to settle in on top position and, you know, pass to half guard, get put back in guard, pass to half guard. And, you know, we're going to see that for, for quite a few minutes in this fight. I hope that there's a bit more exchange going on than, than what I'm picturing. Um, but I think it could be Bryce Mitchell just cruising to a bit of a decision in this one. So like him, don't know that I want to bet it, but uh, Mitchell's going to be the side for me. And that brings us to the main event. Lightweight division. Banger. Not even a low-key bang. Just a, a, a regular, medium-key, off-key, potentially high-key banger? I don't know. Is that a thing? Is it, is, do the kids say that these days? No? They they, uh, they actually do. Did you know that? They actually no, do. <laughs> they say high-key like a ton now. Don't tell me how I know that. I'm just That's terrible. They do. Well, you, you're you going to have to learn all this stuff in, yeah. in the coming years. You're going to have to keep up with the lingo. Dude, I'll be like almost sixty. I'm not even gonna give a fuck <laughs> at that point. I'm gonna be comatose. <laughs> it ain't gonna matter. Don't baby Jay comes in talking all this shit that you can't understand and just whacking him with a cane. Don't bring that shit into my house. <laughs> yeah. Um the fizzy pop taking on Mateusz Gamrot. Uh one would think striker versus grappler. Would one be correct in that assumption, Sean? Pretty much. We don't get many uh, style fights like this uh, anymore. Uh, everybody's, for the most part, is is fairly round, well-rounded these days. But these guys, Fiziev wants to strike. He does not want any part of grappling. And Gamrot does not really want to strike at all with Fiziev. And he wants to grapple his ass off. Um 
it's it's tough for me to envision Fiziev or sorry, uh, Gamrot being able to to successfully grapple for for twenty five minutes uh, because when it's on his feet, I think he's going to get lit up. Um, Fiziev has shown pretty damn good takedown defense. Um, not everybody is Gamrot. Uh, this dude goes relentlessly for takedowns, even if it ends up looking bad. Um, which this could end up turning into that. Um, so it's it's tough for me. I think Gamrot's going to have some success early getting getting Fiziev down. Um, I think it gets harder and harder. And when it's on the feet, Fiziev should should have a decent advantage. So I guess it's it's is Gamrot going to be able to get to wrestle for most probably three four minutes of three of those rounds. That's that's hard for me to to think he does that because I don't think he's going to finish. Um, so I'm in a side with Fiziev. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play him. I've been looking at the over. Over two and a half is like minus 200 at some places. That might not be a bad parlay piece. Um, Fiziev hasn't really shown too much of finishing capabilities, especially early on against this upper level. Uh, and Gamrot, same sort of thing. So uh, I think the the over two and a half, if you can play it, is is the way to go. But um, I like Fiziev to to win a decision. Wesley, yeah, I think Sean hit on like the matchup here, where I think both of these dudes are are very well rounded. They just they have their you know one thing they're good, really really good do, at. Yeah, they do a whole lot better than, of course. Um, you know, I, I just think where the fight's probably going to play out most in my mind is I can't see Gamera getting consistent takedowns on Fiziev. I just, I can't see it, man. Like, uh, Fiziev's got really good fucking takedown defense. It ain't like Gamera can't strike on the feet. He can. He just, he's not going to have the volume that Fiziev is going to have. It's not going to be anywhere close. He's more of a one-shot two-shot guy and shooting for a takedown and shit. And like Sean mentioned, have a really hard time seeing Gamrot on top of Fiziev for three, three and a half minutes of three rounds in this fight. Uh, that seems really, really uh, hard um, for Gamrot to come through and, and doing this fight for me. So yeah, I, I kind of like Fiziev. I just think this is going to spend more time on the feet. And I, I think Fiziev is... I mean, he's a supreme striker. Like, he's legitimately one of the best all-around strikers in that division. Um, and I, I, I do think Gamrot's tough enough that this is probably going to go 25. So that, that two and a half uh, for a parlay piece is probably really good. Um, I just feel like Fiziev's gonna going to have it in his world more. Uh, much better striker. And then also, the longer it goes, like, I think Fiziev's got the tank. Like the way Gamrot wants to fight and win a fight, it's it's taxing. And I believe it was the Turner fight where you know those takedowns started getting really hard on Jalen Turner in that that third round. So um, I, he's not going to be able to get a hold of Fiziev like he was even able to get in on Turner and stuff. So yeah, I I, I think the longer it goes, it's in Fiziev's world, and he can kickbox all day long. So like Fiziev. Price is um, dropping as we've done the show. It's actually 
dropped a little bit over on uh, at Dave Mason. So I'm going to watch the line and hopefully some Gamrot money keeps coming in. But he's he's going to be a bet for me regardless. I would I would take plus what it, or minus one forty four whatever it is now. Uh, but hoping to to see a little bit more Gamrot money come in. I can get that a little bit better. Yeah, it's uh, it's a close one. Um, I'd be lying if I said that the later rounds, uh, if Gamrot can keep pushing that pace, keep shooting like seven, eight times around, like he's been known to do in some fights, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that doesn't worry me on the Fizio side. But I think he's going to have enough rounds in the bank at that point. Um if you're going to be like Steve and, and live bet Gamrots, I'd probably be looking at that after round two is going to be your, your best bet. Um, your, your best number at least. But I think that, uh, is gonna stop some, the, yeah, yeah. Like as far as that live betting and the further gets in the fight, like I know, I know, I know Gagey won, won the third off of, uh, off of Fizia. But like that ain't Gamrot, man. Like you, like Gagey couldn't like get Fiziev out of there, and he was like the amount of punches in that fight, you know. And like Gamrot grappling, if he can't get takedowns, and it's a lot of stalling, that's taxing on him. I just that's my only caveat to Fiziev being fresher later in the rounds, which y'all are probably right. It's it's probably Gamrot a little better tank, but just scenarios to where Gamrock could be really tired come the fourth and fifth round. They both could be. And yeah. then I guess what, yeah. what what it probably takes a little bit more energy to, to get a takedown late than it does a sloppy throw a couple sloppy strikes standing. It's it's tough. It's close. Yeah. It's Sorry, Brad. it's gonna be interesting. Um obviously Fiziev big edge on the feet. Uh Gamrot He's not even one of those guys that like he just does enough or stays busy enough to close the distance. He'll just shoot from way out. Um, so the problem with him is, is he going to actually do enough to win rounds in, in the judges' eyes? Uh, I know we've seen a couple fights of his where they've seemed to like his style, even if he's doing nothing. Uh, he'll He'll get some rounds just from being on top or, I don't know, I guess being active is what they're scoring. Um, but he's going to be taking the damage early in this one. I think Fizzy's probably smart enough to, to work the body and work the legs, which you don't get credit for uh, on the, the judges' scorecards, but you're still going to get more credit than shooting a bunch of failed takedowns. So... Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see if Gamrot can keep that up and eventually turn those failed shots into successful shots. But man, the couple times we've seen Fizzy taken down, uh, I think the only time we haven't seen it was round four against Dosanjos when he, you know, kind of got held down a little bit. He'll hit the ground and he'll just pop right back up. Uh, like the takedown defense is good. But then the the get up game after that is also extremely good. Like he knows he doesn't want to fuck around and spend time on his back. Uh, he's just gonna get right back up. So maybe that'll give Gamrod a chance to hop on his back or something like that. Yeah. I just 
I really don't see it. Uh, I, I don't think that Gamrot can physically overwhelm him like he has been able to in a lot of his wins in the UFC. Uh, and I think it's going to be busy racking up those early rounds and then probably holding on a little bit late as Gamrot starts to, to pick up the grappling a little bit. So I like a busy decision here as well. I think it's going to be tight. Uh, don't know that, that I'll be betting it. But the uh, two and a half or even the three and a half, uh, I'm seeing that there's a uh, minus 125 at Bovada. Uh, mm-hmm. Minus 135 is a couple other places. I uh, don't know if I can actually get those. Uh, probably not. But Bovada minus 125 for three and a half. Uh, that seems kind of nice uh, on this one. Um, and then you don't have to worry about finding something to parlay it with. So I'm going to go fizzy. On the fence, as far as the bet goes, should be a good fight. Um, I think we're getting 25 minutes of pretty high-level MMA in that one. But Gamrot's just kind of kind of hit that ceiling in, in, yeah. in the UFC. Um, you know, physically, like I said, you can't just overwhelm guys. Um, the the talent gap isn't what it was in KSW or anything like that, and he'll still mop up the the bottom to mid tier of the lightweight division in the UFC. I mean, we've seen that already, but then he gets to, to this level and, or even below this level and he, he starts to stumble a little bit. So like Fizzy, we went a little bit longer today. We got to, we got to work our way back into the that's, three. That's okay. Booth. They, they, they got some extra from us because they're not getting us next week. We actually have a, we finally have a week off from no UFC. Beautiful. It's uh, the birthday week next week. So there we go. I don't want to be gotta, watching yeah. some, some shitty UFC anyway. Oh, because so. we're coming to, back to a banger <laughs> between Grant Dawson and Bobby Green. Main event. Co main event Joe Piper versus Razak Al Hassan. There's a few good fights on that's, the card, but god damn, that's, that's bad. That can't be real. I, I don't believe you. 100% real. <laughs> but we got. Um, we got we got Dober back against Ricky Glenn and Algio against fucking Alex Hernandez. That's gonna be just madness, you know. Okay, there's some okay. decent ones. Morono yeah, there's, Buckley. There's some, fun, there's some fun stuff. It's just the 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 headliner is, is a bit yeah, of a that's, struggle. That's, but we also complain when they put shitty shitty heavyweights on for main events. So if we're getting mediocre lower weight guys, maybe that's a bit better. I don't know. Well the uh I know there's no UFC next week, but uh, Cedric Dumbe mm-hmm. is in PFL. That that should be interesting. We get Kate. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be watching Canelo next week. We at least have that. that so. Oh, that's him and Jermella's next week. Yeah, that's next yeah. Saturday. Yeah, so we got something we go. at least. Now we got something. We got something good. Yeah, yeah damn. Yeah, yeah. So a couple stuff to enjoy while we are gone for a week, folks. But we'll be back. The three of us, at least. And, uh, as I said, we'll, we'll tighten it up a little bit. Finals this weekend. Water dogs? Water dogs. Water dogs. Let's go. <laughs>